Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Brad Restituto. Comes up to the pocket. Fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Three words for you. You like that? <laughs> Live from Las Vegas on a Thursday. Welcome to the rest stop, October 8th. Coming to you live from Las Vegas as we do every Tuesday and Thursday from 9 to 10 o'clock Pacific time. Thank you for joining us. Got a good show again for you today as we go heavy again, NFL. Some live sports just finishing up. Uh, week five in the NFL just completed his first game Thursday night football as the Bucks traveled to Chicago to take on the Bears. Baseball playoffs, two teams advanced to their league championship series. And then game five of the NBA finals tomorrow as the Lakers look to close the door and complete the bubble NBA title as they have a commanding 3-1 to lead over the Heat. In the NBA Finals, Game 5 will be tomorrow. So, uh, as always, joining me tonight, Spencer the Wiz. And then, uh, of course, he will be joining us here shortly as the reigning champ taking on picks against myself and Spencer. Corey Fulton with an outstanding 11-3 and against the spread record will be back on tonight. And he has full opportunity to gloat and enjoy his reigning title. Uh, but in all seriousness, if you like to bet sports and bet football, uh, Corey's hot right now. He, he destroyed us with a great 11-3 and three record, although Spencer, the Wiz, was also great with 10-4 and four against the spread record. But Corey did text me the week before last, and he was also great in the week before, although he didn't have those picks live. So continue to ride his hot streak. Uh, but let, let's start it off, Spence, with this Thursday night game. As the underdog bears a little bit of a short line, maybe it was a little telling uh, as they take care of Tampa Bay late with a late Cairo Santos field goal, and they get the win 20 to 19 over Tampa Bay. Short week, uh, but the Bears' offense looked so bad the previous week against the Colts. And you guys keep telling me the Colts are better than I think they are, but I kept thinking that the Bucs would continue to get better. That wasn't necessarily the case tonight, as they had a couple good drives, but they stalled in a lot of the important ones and had to settle for, for field goals. And the Bears end up getting the win. And I think that line closed at three and a half. A little bit of a short number, I know, is on the road for Tampa with Brady and stuff. You would think that they would get a little more respect, but ended up being telling. And the Bears moved to four and one on the season. Not very exciting, 
performance offensively or defensively, but they did enough to get the win tonight, Spence. Yeah, uh, there's a few things I think that were key in here. Uh, bad coaching is probably the first noticeable thing on both sides. You have uh, the Bears who decided to pass on that second down, which ultimately gave Tom Brady a chance at the end of the game. And uh, clock management was equally as bad on the side of the Buccaneers. And then obviously Tom Brady kind of made a risky pass on fourth down. It was like a fourth and three that ended the game. And penalties, I mean, it was one of the ugliest football games I've seen all year, if not the ugliest. Yeah, Spence. I mean, you mentioned it. The uh, the Bears almost gaffed the game by leaving a minute 20 on the clock for Brady to come down the field. He just couldn't get the job done. But terrible clock ma- management by Nagy and the Bears. They almost give, gave the game back after Tampa Bay um, gave it to them by having to settle for field goals. Like you said, pretty a pretty ugly game on Thursday night. You would expect more from Brady and the Bucks, As we've mentioned throughout this football season, it's really important to try to not take any games for granted, whether it's a short week or not. There's only one team in each conference that get a bye this year, and the Bucks dropping to three and two are not positioning themselves very well, not only for their division, but to get a top seed in the playoffs. And a really tough loss. And the Bears do it ugly, but they find a way, four and one, a really impressive record, Spence. Um, and it looks like it wouldn't have mattered who would have been at quarterback tonight. Foles made a couple good throws, but he didn't blow you away tonight, Spence. No, and I don't expect him to do it at any point. How the Bears are where they are is pretty much a mystery. We'll see. I mean, this was a big win, and I guess it's kind of legitimizes what they've done so far in the season, but still doesn't feel like a 4-1 and one team. We'll have to see when they play some better competition. Like, I mean, as far as I know, they're not a threatening team in terms of the playoffs just yet. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I don't think anybody, either of these two teams look threatening at this point. Uh, Spence... Some more live sports tonight, and in baseball, two, two teams advance to the conference championship series. Let's start off, uh, and he's joined us again in the chat, Brian Bravo. He's a diehard Houston Astros fan. Um, they've gone on a big run here in the playoffs, Spence, and they close out the ace tonight after falling behind early in that game. Carlos Carrera has five RBIs for the Astros, and they end up winning pretty big. Uh, today and they close out that series and they, they advance to the AL championship series. It's either going to be against the Tampa Bay Rays or the Yankees and the Yankees look to, I believe they closed the door tonight on the Rays five to one, to even that series of two and a winner takes all game five will happen between the Yankees and the Rays to see what will take, who will take on the Astros. Uh, and the Astros didn't have a great record heading into the playoffs. They had to win a wild card game. Uh, and then now they're on quite the roll. And they've got a couple days to prepare, and they're, they'll be taking on either the Yankees or the Rays in the championship series. And the way they're playing right now, very capable, and you mentioned it when we were off the air, very capable of, of getting back to the World Series. Yeah, and that's the that's the disgusting part of all of this, all these punishments they got for their World Series, and it, it doesn't seem to matter at all. Obviously, they're probably not cheating this year, so I guess this would be a legitimate title. Although it just it doesn't feel right, like looking at it. Obviously, if you're a Houston Astro fan, this is great, right? You have no like real punishment. Like really, what they should have done is ban them from the playoffs. If you're not going to take the World Series away after they got caught cheating and everything like that, just don't let them make the playoffs. Kind of like how uh, schools and college get banned from making bowls, no matter what their schedule is. You can still let them play, but just don't let them take up that spot. Because how silly does MLB look if they win another championship after they just got caught cheating the year prior? Yeah, it's uh, I, I, it's got a, a lot of sour, sour tastes for 
people that aren't Astros fans. But a lot of that talk got squashed, Spence, once this COVID thing hit and they were deciding whether they were going to have an MLB season. And next thing you know, all the talks about COVID, the NBA bubble, the MLB Mm -hmm. bubble, and a lot of the talk of, of the cheating was kind of put to the wayside. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's insane to see what cheating can get you in baseball. It used to be a really like a death sentence almost. I and mean, even when players uh, were betting on themselves, I'm talking about obviously um, pitcher. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know. I mean, cheating is worth it in baseball. And I've said that since the first championship. And now it seems even more so that if you can cheat in baseball, you should definitely do it. Spence, the Atlanta Braves, they, they make short work of the Miami Marlins, who were kind of a definitely an underdog story to get into the playoffs, but they won pretty convincingly today, 7 to nothing. Uh, Travis Denard had, had a couple RBIs. Dansby Swanson, former number one overall pick, had a great series, and they shut out the Marlins 7 to nothing today. They advance to the NLCS, and it looks like the Dodgers will be their opponents as they have pretty – comfortable lead last you told me i believe it was in the sixth or seventh inning and they were up eight to one or eight to two so it looks like that they'll finish off the padres in advance to the nlcs against the Braves. spence yeah and it just feels like this has been a long time coming for atlanta although i would hate to play the dodgers right now i just it doesn't feel like a uh, possible test maybe over a course of one game but i mean you got a you got a pitcher for the Dodgers who's usually really tired coming into the postseason. And finally, for the first time in his career, he's playing where he normally would be in the prime of the regular season. And it's showing. So we'll see if it can continue. I mean, Kershaw's kind of career, his career is not really on the line. But if you if you can cement himself to me as the definitive greatest pitcher of all time, if he's able to lead them to World Series, even given the circumstances. Spence, one game in college football tonight. The Houston Cougars, their first game of the season, uh, took on the Tulane Green Wave, who fall to 2-2 two and two as they get beat 49-31 to 31, uh, in Thursday night college football. And the Houston Cougars get the win. Quarterback Clayton Toon for the Cougars went 20-33, 319 yards and two touchdowns. So uh, Bravo's wallowing in Houston victory tonight as the Astros move on and the Cougars in college football get a win tonight. Spence, before we get to football and bring on uh, the champ, Corey Fulton, and NFL, man, the Tennessee Titans breaking protocol, having to delay another game, and their game against the undefeated Bills moved to Tuesday. And what the hell's going on with the Titans? And it seems like they're jeopardizing not only themselves, but the entire NFL with positive test after positive test. I, I, I think I sent you a link that eight or nine guys are on – the COVID list now, so a team that started off the season 3-0 and are losing a bunch of depth on their team, and they're having to move games back. Uh, we're talking now almost two games in a row that the Titans are putting in jeopardy, and it seems like they're putting their season in jeopardy right now. Uh, after such a promising playoff run last year, what the hell's going on with the Titans and some of these teams gallivanting our Las Vegas Raiders had a function where people aren't wearing masks and you know, just enjoying everything. Are, are we at halftime of this COVID pandemic or what the hell's going on? I mean, you're, you're making millions of dollars. You've got to be extra special. Um, not extra special, but extra careful on this platform and not put yourself in jeopardy. I mean, the platform is huge. The eyes are all on you in this league without a bubble. And even the talk of an NFL bubble for some former and present players kind of lose their mind when you talk about it. 
there's no way they want any part of a bubble, Spence. Yeah, and that's a problem, right? But going back to the Titans for just a moment, we just talked about it with Houston. I We don't know if there's a direct correlation to this private workout where they shouldn't have been doing it and the COVID out, COVID-19 outbreak. I would almost assume it does because they don't really have a time during the week to do anything. So I'm going to go ahead and say this. I mean, if they get if they get through this and it's just a reschedule of a game and there's no actual, in, um, you know, they don't force them to give up draft picks like they've already talked about with the Raiders and stuff like that. And once again, cheating works because we've seen how successful they've been on the field and it might be worth it if they continue to be successful, which is crazy to, to say. But uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, do what do I think the, the best um, punishment would be for the Titans? I feel like you got, I feel like uh, I agree. You got to forfeit their game. You can't mess up people's bye weeks because of your problems. That's, I mean, that's unfair to a team like the Steelers. It's, it's crazy to even think about. So, uh, but again, looking forward, I don't think this is the last COVID-19 outbreak that we will see for the season. Uh, I just think that these guys are pretty naturally arrogant. Uh, They don't think they should follow the rules. Obviously the Titans players didn't. And I would assume that other players are doing something similar. They just haven't been caught yet. You know, Uh, the Titans are going to be the poster child for this scandal, but uh, looking forward, you know, I I could see it. I mean, Cam Newton was the only one for the Patriots who tested positive and everything like that. Uh, So the, it's, it seems to be pockets of guys. It doesn't seem to be team oriented. So I guess that's good look on the NFL, um, you know, to have that. But uh, looks like we're going to transition here into our pick. So I'll go ahead and go back to both of us. And we're going to go ahead and kick this off. Anything you could do, I could do better. Ha! I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Anything you can be, I can be greater. Uh, and uh, all right, Spence, yep. can you hear me? All right, fine. <laughs> We're good. Uh, well, without further ado, as we get into our pick segment, uh, Corey Fulton, like I said, amazing 11 and 3 last week. And uh, as you can see, he's got the Cliff Kingsbury pad going on in the back. He's got his hair styled, his shirt going on. Actually, at, at the same time, I need, to take, I need to take out the trash real quick. So no. Oh, come on. Yeah. This is ridiculous. That's- I don't even want to play your segment anymore. You know, I, I- I'll be right back. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Well, I mean, he's he's gonna he's gonna miss his segment as he's yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't deserve I mean, to hear it. Everything. This is unbelievable. Oh, hey, guys. We have a hey. special intro for you, and as you're taking out the trash, you're getting ready to miss it. Okay. Oh, okay, so let's do it. We're, we're right. propping you up here. Hit it, Spence. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yes, I am, yes, I am, yes, I am. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. There, there, there you go, Cap God. Corey Fulton, uh, he's got his crown royal in hand. His buddy, crown on the, royal. Whoa. His, his buddy uh, Dave Perry from the chat is probably sleeping tonight. Uh, his wife maybe uh, put him to bed early with a warm glass of milk. Uh, but uh, Corey has the turn. Uh, whether the baby is getting his diaper changed or not, Corey is ready to uh, okay. repeat his performance this week in week five of the NFL. So let's go ahead and get it started, guys. We'll get it started, and we're going to go two straight weeks with the Circus Sports Million Contest line. 
<laughs> and uh, let's start off with the Panthers and the Falcons in Atlanta. And uh, the Panthers have been great to Corey the last couple weeks as he's taken them, and they've covered as underdogs two weeks in a row. Uh, the Falcons had an uninspiring performance on Monday night as they got beat on the road and covered easily. Uh, they did not cover as the uh, the Packers without Devontae Adams uh, covered pretty easily. The Falcons are still a favorite, though, in, in the division. Two-point favorite against the Panthers. Champ, start us off. Are you going to go with the Panthers three straight weeks? Uh, what's the spread again? Two points. Falcons by two at home against Carolina. Let, let me let you guys start this one off. You guys Spence? start off. Um, we talked about this, Brad, and I, I'm going to regret saying this, I believe, but I think the Falcons get their first win of the season. I don't believe in writing the hot hand of the Panthers too much. I don't think we should go too far with it. Although, hey, if they win again this week against a team, I guess it's beatable. We'll start having discussion, especially with Christian McCaffrey looking to come back in about three or two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Spence, uh, I'm with you, man. I, I think a short number here. I think the Falcons have got to get off the ground at some point. And what better way to do it than at home? Uh, we know that they have potential with those receivers in the lineup and, and Todd Gurley can run the football. Um, I, I think it's got to be a little bit of smoke and mirrors with the Panthers, although I got to give Matt Rule tons of credit. I mean, without their best player winning two straight games and covering uh, and Teddy Bridgewater finding a way, the defense overachieving, they deserve a lot of credit. Uh, I think they come back down to earth a little bit this week. Uh, and we have saw, like we saw tonight's game, you've really got to take into consideration week-to-week preparation because if you go on what you saw last um, it's not going to really do you any good and you should know that with the NFL because the Bears were dreadful last week and they left such a disgusting taste in my mouth I couldn't stomach taking them Thursday night this evening but they found a way to get the win as an outright dog so I'm going to do the same thing with the Falcons and I'll take the Falcons minus two so Corey it's a perfect setup for you here man both of us are on the Falcons with the short number who do you like I actually like I like the Panthers, but um, I feel like I've just been too lucky with the Panthers. And uh, Falcons receivers are still banged up a bit, so it's tough. But uh, minus two, yeah, and they're at home. I'm going to go Falcons. All right, they have to get that first win. It's unanimous. We all like the Falcons, yeah. and uh, for every anyone just joining the chat, Corey is the champion this week. Last week he came on the show. He went eleven and three against the spread, which is uh, as good as you'll find anywhere in the world. So we got to give him his credit. Uh, he's back to defend his championship. Uh, Spence was not too bad either. So he went 10-4 and four against the spread. So if you missed any of that, make sure you go and check out the podcast version of the, of the rest stop. Uh, and you can check out those picks last week. You can check out our picks this week. You go to any of the podcast platforms, whether it's Spotify, Audio Boom, Google Podcasts, search Landry Football Conference Call, and then look up the rest stop and you'll see all of our podcasts there. And of course, you can see the stuff I post on my personal Facebook page, or you can search YouTube, the rest stop episode 12, which was or 13, which was last week. And of course, search Brad the Believer, you can find any of that. So we'll transition into game two. Uh, the LA Rams, who were a big favorite last week against the Giants and couldn't find a way to blow them out, they did hang on to win. They traveled to take on the Redskins this week. The Redskins have been tough, but they made a big move this week as Dwayne Haskins gets yanked. He's on the bench. Kyle Allen, who played and started a few games under Ron Rivera under the Panthers last year, he will get to start for the Redskins, not Alex Smith. Alex Smith may be the backup this week, 
But uh, Kyle Allen gets to start. I believe Kyle Allen played his college ball at Arkansas. Uh, anybody in the chat, correct me if I'm wrong. Chris Wynn would, would definitely know that answer. But Kyle Allen gets to start for the Redskins this week. And I think that gives them a boost, guys. I think they play a little bit better under Allen. And they've been competitive this this week. So it's an interesting number here. The Rams at the Redskins, 7.5 is the number here, guys. 7.5, the Rams, a road favorite. Spence, do you want to start this one off? Rams, Redskins, Rams, seven and a hook with the Circus Sports Million contest line. I feel like the the books are trying to hook you in because of like because of the the hook on the seven. I'm not going to fall for the bait. I think the Rams definitely win by uh, by more than seven. Uh, Spencer, I normally would agree with you, but I'm going to take this one in consideration. Um, the the Rams traveled far west to east to New York last week. They've got to do it again this week to Washington. And I think the Redskins, who have been playing hard for Coach Rivera, who, of course, is battling the cancer scare, I think they get enough of a push with the change of quarterback to cover that number. I'm going to go Redskins plus seven and a hook. Corey? Yeah. Uh, Redskins have Terry McScorin. So uh, this is an easy one. Uh, it's Redskins all day. So Me and Corey in agreement here. Spence, uh, I <laughs> – it's, it's hard, but I told you before the show, I had to go dog heavy this week. I just think whatever I think is going to happen, probably the opposite. And that was a perfect description tonight with Brady tra- traveling to Chicago to take on uh, those idiot Bears who couldn't do anything last week. And now all of a sudden uh, on primetime, they make a couple plays and they win the game. Anyway, next game, Cardinals against the Jets. Uh, the Jets also make a quarterback change. I don't know if it's because of injury or uh, because of illness, but Joe Flacco, who battered battled the neck injury most uh, of the offseason. And, Corey, you being a Ravens fan are very familiar with Joe Flacco. He's got moments where you definitely <laughs> believe in him, uh, but he, he had a lot of moments with Denver where you don't want to believe in him. So this is an interesting game as the Cardinals, again, we talked about West Coast traveling to East. Uh, the Cardinals traveled – West to East last week as they lost to the Cardinals and they lost pretty hand. I'm sorry. They lost to the Panthers pretty handily. They go West and East again this week to take on the Jets. Uh, but the Jets, I think are the worst team in the league and there's no way I, I, I can follow them. Even though uh, I, I don't like to travel. I don't like the way Kyler Murray has been playing, but I hate the Jets. Uh, they're as bad as they get. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Cardinals in this one, guys. And I'm going to take the seven and a hook uh, probably regrettably, as the Jets haven't covered a game this year and they're not going to go 0-16 against the spread. And with the travel situation, this could definitely be a close game. But I'm going to take the risk, and I'm, uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals minus 7.5. Corey, do you want to follow that up? Yeah, I'll follow it up. Uh, Benny in the chat just said, I love Flacco. Um, if there's any Ravens fan that loves Flacco, they have a problem. Um, they traded nine pro bowlers – or not even traded. They just let go of nine pro bowlers back in the day just to sign Flacco. Then we became – the worst franchise in the league forever until Lamar Jackson decided to come in and revitalize the team. So, um, yeah, Joe Flacco's awful. That team is awful. Uh, Cardinals are if, – if there's anything, any suggestion I guess I give on this, take out your retirement, take out your 401K, put everything on the Cardinals. There's no possible way Jets cover this in any way. Spence, that's a tough one to follow. I might not put my uh, life savings in there, although I guess it's not too big just yet. So I guess it could be a worthy investment. Uh, yeah, Joe Flacco has just turned into old Derek Carr, basically, with the whole check down situation going on. So 
I will uh, I will agree with that sentiment. I'll take the Cardinals. I think the fact that they haven't fired anybody in the Jets organization is a mystery to me. Yeah, and uh, we're unanimous there. We all like the Cardinals on the road, uh, uh, seven and a hook. If you're just joining us, Corey the champ Fulton went 11 and three against the spread last week. He's defending his title, giving his picks out again. So if you're just joining us, continue to stay tuned and track the picks as Corey actually over two weeks, I believe, is 24 and six against the spread. That's unbelievable. And uh, you're not going to find we, really many people on the planet that have uh, duplicated that record. Corey, I go think ahead. I should announce that every five minutes. I, I like that. Just keep it, keep it rolling. Well, for people that are just <laughs> joining in, they've got to know, you know, they can't, they can't turn the dial because they have a chance to make a lot of money this week. And who doesn't want to make a lot Let's of go. money during a pandemic? So yeah. there you have it. And the next game on the docket against the Circa sports million contest line, in week five, the Dolphins travel west to take on the 49ers. And it looks like the 49ers may have Jimmy Garoppolo back under center after a big defeat last week. Uh, the Niners are sitting as a nine-point favorite in this one. This is such a tough game. It's a big number. Uh, the Dolphins have been competitive the last couple of weeks. They've, they've played each of their games within one score. Uh, this is a really big line, but they're traveling far and for the Dolphins fans out there probably wondering when will we see Tua Tagovailoa and it will probably be sooner than later um, Fitzpatrick has, hasn't been terrible but they want to win games over there in Miami they've got two first round draft picks in the 2021 draft and one of those belongs to the Houston Te- Texans who recently fired their head coach and sit at 0-4 so that being said Dolphins 49ers Spence, start this one off Niners nine point favorite at home I did not know that Jimmy Garoppolo might come back. I'm going to take the 49ers still in this situation, and I'll tell you why. I think it's because Ryan Fitzpatrick is that turnover heavy, and I think I think the game will be like a seven-point game. I think it will be close enough, but that turnover will push it to the 10-point total that I'm looking for here. It's really tough because the Niners are still really decimated with injuries. But that being said, uh, I love Brian Flores, but but I also love Kyle Shanahan as a coach, as a head coach. He's had his moments, uh, of course, in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. But uh, for the most part, he, he led this Niners team to a Super Bowl appearance last year. They've been pretty competitive, even with all those injuries. So if Garoppolo is back under center, uh, Kittle was back last week. Um, I think that's going to be enough with the Dolphins traveling uh, west to east, and I'm with you, Spence. I think they win by double digits, even though I'm a little reluctant because, look, this Dolphins team, even though they're not very talented top to bottom on the roster, they play hard and they play competitive each and every week. Uh, but I can't take them with that long travel. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go to the Niners, and I'm going to I'm going to lay the nine points. Corey? Yeah, I'm going to follow you guys' lead. <laughs> uh, George Kittle is going to destroy them. I mean, if you guys saw him last week, it was amazing. That dude in fantasy is going to – probably double Kelsey's points this year. Watch. So, um, yeah, 49ers for sure. Unanimous. We all like the Niners in this one. Uh, guys and Spence, your Raiders, they're traveling to Arrowhead in a divisional matchup to take on the Chiefs. The Circus Sports Million Contest has that line at 12 in favor of the Chiefs. Uh, I'll start this one off, guys. If the Raiders were at full strength, I, w- I would take the points because of the divisional matchup. Uh, but with Ruggs still looking like he's not going to play, the offensive line still a little banged up, and the guys in the secondary hurt, I think that Kansas City has a better performance than they did this past Monday night as they let the, the Patriots play them too close. And, and in top to bottom, a far superior team should be is the Chiefs. Uh, and the Patriots really, ha- they traveled the same day. 
it was a, it was a hectic travel day due to these COVID situations. Um, I'm going to lay the big number and I'm going to go Chiefs minus 12. Spence, I think you agree with me. Do you want to follow that up? Yeah, this line can't be big enough. I think the only line I wouldn't take is 14 and a half. Uh, I think the final score of this game will probably be 35 to 21. And that and that last 21, like the last touchdown of that will come in the last two minutes because Derek Carr is just infamous for garbage time, 80 yards and a touchdown at the end of the game. So this won't be, it won't be competitive. It won't be close. I think this is probably the easiest bet of the week. Corey? Yeah, there's not much to talk about with this one. I, Raiders are banged up and Chiefs are, you never bet against the Chiefs. So just like Spence said, though, I mean, if it was 14 and a half, I would probably think about it actually. So these divisional games are interesting guys because in, in matchups that you think are going to go one way, they always seem to find a way to be close. And that's what worries me a little bit. And like I said, if the Raiders were full strength, I would definitely be taking the Raiders at any double digit number, but without rugs uh, with their secondary depleted, uh, the defenses can game plan uh, against Waller and force the Raiders to play ball control offense and really uh, lean heavy on, uh, on the running back. I don't know why his name's slipping my mind at the moment, but um, they've, they've, they've got to rely on the, on the running game. And I just think that the Chiefs have a better performance this week, and I just don't think that the Raiders would be able to do it. But like I said, the divisional games are always weird, and they always find a way to be close. So it's going to be interesting. Another divisional matchup is next on our list, guys. The Jaguars travel to Houston to take on the Texans. And uh, the Texans are sitting as a six and a half point favorite. And you would think with the 0 and 4, how could the Texans be six and a half point favorite against anybody? And uh, 99 out of 100 times, I'm going to take the Jaguars in this situation. They've burned me two and a half, two or three weeks in a row. And that's what that's what's really frustrating uh, about it. And uh, I, I guess burn me twice, burn me three times because uh, I, I can't lay six and a half in a divisional round with an 0 and 4 team. I'm going to take Jacksonville plus the six and a half. I think you're going to get burned again pretty easily <laughs> here. And I know how much I've talked bad about the Houston Texans, but uh, the Jaguars, I think are just that bad. I mean, they had this resurgence in week one and I was kind of surprised. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to see like a competitive Jacksonville team, but CJ Henderson's been burned multiple times. And I think Will Fuller will probably have like a hundred yards and two touchdowns in this game. They're going to burn him deep. And they're going to burn them a lot. So I don't think this is going to be a close game. I'll take the Texans. Yeah, Brad, do you want to do you want to change your pick at all? No, because this could be the one that gets me over the top. So I'm going to get burnt no again. With way no Texans got this for sure. Not even a chance. Jaguars are awful. This is going to be. I but I said that last week about Texans and I lost. So who knows? Yeah, Find and look, Jacksonville is awful, and I like Deshaun Watson. I think he's look. We had the discussion on Tuesday. Uh, about top five quarterbacks in the league. And uh, Josh Allen wow. is uh, is as good as anybody right now, and, and I'm giving him a push with uh, Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson's that good. Look, Chris Wayne agrees with me. See, Wayne, thank you. This is a divisional matchup. I know the Jags have burned me a few times, but you've yeah. got to think that those division games got to even out, right? So that's where I'm going with and, and the same thing, guys. Like, the Bears burnt the crap out of me last week, and so there was no way in hell I was taking them, and they – effing win tonight you know it's some weird shit like that can happen with jacksonville and i wouldn't be surprised they clearly suck uh there was a bet made guys before the year at like 30 to 1 uh, a sharp syndicate one of the sharpest groups in the world apparently put 
$50,000 on Jacksonville to win the division. And and I stated on Twitter they might as well have flushed that money down the toilet that there was zero chance, zero chance that Jacksonville would win the division. Well, they made us all a little scared in week one as they upset the Colts, but they've absolutely no-showed since then. So, uh, look, Jacksonville stinks. We all can agree on that. I just think there's something weird with this game uh, in, in the division. So, yeah, I'll probably get burnt again, but I'm going to go ahead and take, take Jacksonville plus a six and a half. Guys, uh, a matchup of Pennsylvania teams. They won as an outright dog with really no healthy receivers uh, on Sunday Night Football last week. The Eagles will travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. The Steelers sit as a touchdown favorite. Spence, start this one off. You kind of like the Steelers. Are you going to ride with them with a touchdown in this game against Philadelphia? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to roll with the Steelers defense more than anything here, especially with a guy like Carson Wentz who averages a fumble a game if I'm not mistaken. Uh I'll take the touchdown here. I don't think it's going to be actually that close. I think the Eagles get washed in this game. Corey? Yeah, uh before the year I didn't think anything much of Steelers in general. I thought they had a great defense, but I thought Ben Roethlisberger was going to be pretty bad and he's kind of been okay this year. So uh yeah, I'm going to take Steelers. Eagles are just, they look, I mean, they're first in the worst division, of course. So if you want to give them that, that's it. That's all I got. So, Yeah, there's two teams uh, I usually will ride or die with uh, each year. And I definitely die with the Steelers year in and year out. I think they're so overrated every year. Um, how they were able to win eight games with Duck Hodges as a quarterback last year blows my mind. Uh, I thought after the Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell debacle, um, and then, of course, uh, them acquiring Mika Fitzpatrick, who had some good good moments last year. I don't, I don't hate Mike Tomlin. I think he's an okay coach, but I think his clock management and some of his attention to detail is kind of shaky. And I think Ben Roethlisberger is just so overrated. I think his best years are far behind him. So the Steelers are an 8-8 eight and eight team for my money year in and year out. Uh, and I'm willing to ride with Carson Wentz under center. I think he was able to show that last week, uh, that if he can eliminate some of the mistakes, he's one of those guys that could keep his team in the game. Now, of course, they haven't showed that with only one win on the season in a crappy NFC East division. But I'm going to go ahead and give it a try one more time. I'm going to ride with the Eagles, and I'm going to take the plus seven. Another divisional matchup, guys, the New York Giants who hung tough with the Rams last week. They traveled a big D to take on the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys, who were down double digits most of the game at home against the Cleveland Browns last week, are looking to get back in the win column. And like we said, a very winnable NFC East division. The Cowboys sit as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I think the Giants are, are as bad a team as there is in the league, and I don't think nine-and-a-half is big enough. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to lay that big nine-and-a-half number. Spence? Wow, that's a that's a huge line for a division game, right? But and then the Giants held in with the Cowboys. The Cowboys have the worst defense in the NFL. I'm trying to convince myself to take the Giants as hard as possible, but I just don't feel like I can. The Cowboys offense is obviously clicking pretty well, and I guess it depends on how well they can really click against the Giants. I don't know. I, actually, let's go. I'm curious to see what Corey thinks about this game. I'll, I'll reserve my judgment for just. Oh, he's passing it to you, Corey. Uh, what's the line again? Nine and a half. Cowboys favored at home against the Giants. Dak has Dak has to win. Dak has to win this week. So, and they got to win big. And 
Giants played well last week, though, so that's the that's the tough part. So I think you're right. You're right on the money. I think it's going to be like a 10-point game, and I think Cowboys are going to win it. But it'll be close. But, yeah, Cowboys all the way. Spence? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I'll roll with it. I mean, I feel like betting the Giants is some sort of cardinal sin is a better. We need to be against each other on one. <laughs> well, I think we're, we were – I think we're only against each other on one right now. Uh, so. Yeah, this is this is gonna, <laughs> this week's going to come down to a few games, but hopefully you stay hot, Corey, because if you that means if you stay hot, then we have a good record too. So, right, um, and look, I got to give give my girlfriend Amanda credit because uh, she picked uh, she picked games this week, and she, uh, on the uh, the Rampart beat the bookie contest, she went ten and four, which is very solid. And uh, nine of those would have been wins against a spread. And she kept convincing me to take the Giants. And I absolutely told her, no way. Uh, but if that game would have been against the spread, she would have been right because the Giants covered last week. Uh, Be- Benny on the chat here says the Giants is his lock. I don't see how that's possible. The Giants had uh, better teams than they had in the previous years than they do this year. And they got blown out the past couple of years by the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, I believe, covered both of those games easily against the Giants. I think to do the same thing this week. So uh, I think Corey mentioned it. Dak uh, should have a really big game. I think they get Zeke Elliott more touches. And the Giants just stink. But we'll see. Uh, someone's going to be right. Someone's going to be wrong. All three of us are on Dallas. Ben's on the Giants. We'll see who looks smart in that one. Guys, uh, the Broncos travel to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. I believe this game is getting moved to Monday night uh, because of the COVID outbreaks. The, the Patriots have had more positive tests. So this one's tough, guys, because the circuit contest line has this at eight and a half. I don't know what the sports book around town have this at. They may have taken it off the board due to the uncertainty of the quarterback position. That's what makes this one so tough to pick. I mean, are the Broncos going to roll with Brett Brett Rippin again at quarterback? Are they going to go Jeff, Jeff Driscoll? And I don't know that I can lay a bunch of points with New England with Hoyer Stidham at quarterback. But it is – it is New England. It is Bill Belichick. Man, this one's tough. Spence, do you want to start this one off? What's the uh, line in this game? Patriots minus eight and a half. Oh, that's – jeez. Can Brian Hoyer win a game by more than eight and a half points? <laughs> well, it probably won't be Hoyer. Hoyer got pulled. It's either going to be Stidham or Cam, I'm pretty sure. it be Stidham for sure. If, if Cam plays, this is an easy uh, cover for me. Uh, what am I depending on a player like passing COVID protocols? Like how disgusting is that? It doesn't even sound right to say out loud. Yeah. That's what's wrong with that's. I mean, that's the hard part of sports betting, right? Uh, for this season in particular. Gosh, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Broncos. Eight is too much for either Stidham or whoever is in the quarterback, unless it's Cam, but I, I don't think Cam's going to be ready by that time comes around. You're getting, you're getting eight in the hook. Yeah. I'll take the Broncos. Corey? Yeah, I, I was really hoping Spence would go Patriots, honestly, because I wanted to finally get my win here. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Broncos got this. I don't think Cam's coming back at all. Uh, if Hoyer is behind center, that's going to be uh, pretty rough. So they're going to lose for sure. So, well, it, it, they, I mean, they might win, but it would be a field goal. It's going to be a close game. So. I actually agree with you guys. I think eight and a half is too big a number without Cam. And, uh with all this uncertainty around the Patriots roster, I think eight and a half is, is too big a number. I'm going to roll, roll with the Broncos too. We're all three on the dog here with the Broncos. Uh, guys, Bills, Titans. This game is getting moved to Tuesday uh, because of the Titans COVID 
outbreak. Um, the, the circuit contest line posted a number and they got the Bills minus three. Uh, I think that's a layup. There's so much distraction with this Titans team. Um, I mean, none of their superstars are out. Adam Humphreys, one of their star receivers, is on the COVID list. I think this is such a distraction. I think the Bills are riding high right now. I'm going to take the Bills minus three. This game has looked to being played on Tuesday, guys. Spence? Yeah, the Bills were able to just completely shut out the Raiders' run game. So that line feels a little too short for me. If it was something like seven, I would definitely – if it was seven uh, even, I would definitely take the Titans. But I'll take the three points. I think this could be a push. But more than likely, I think the Bills cover here. Corey, Bills minus three at Tennessee. That game's scheduled to be played on Tuesday. Yeah, let's let's hope it even plays. But, I mean, I'm guessing – if it does, I mean, there's no way Titans. There's way too much distraction. They haven't even been practicing. There's just no chance. Bills probably are going to crush them by 21. So, uh, it's in Tennessee, Ben. Uh, the game's in Tennessee. Bills going on the road. Um, yeah, we're unanimous, guys. We all like the Bills here. Uh, th- this one really pulls at me. This next matchup, the Indianapolis Colts, Colts are on the road again against the Cleveland Browns. Two teams I despise that I think are just trash dumpster fires. Uh, look, Kevin Stefanski is getting all the praise in the world because uh, they go ahead. They went ahead and beat Dallas on the road. They beat a Cincinnati Bengals team who couldn't stop uh, who couldn't stop a peewee football. They couldn't stop anything, pretty much. Look, the Bengals defense stinks. Okay, and they almost lost that game. They also beat Washington, so everybody's riding high on the Browns bandwagon. And look, the Colts keep shutting me up every week because apparently they've got. Uh, the greatest offensive line since the 90s Cowboys and their defense all of a sudden is like the 85 Bears. As Xavier Rhodes has come out of purgatory and is now uh, pick-sixing people, and he's now playing like an all-pro after he was like one of the worst cornerbacks in the league with Minnesota. So apparently Frank Wright is the uh, front-runner for Coach of the Year because after they uh, fell asleep getting off the bus in week one against Jacksonville, they're now world beaters. Phillip Rivers, who uh, still – cannot move in the pocket he runs like he's got a grand piano strapped to his back uh, still finding ways to get protected and throw uh, touchdowns to Mo Alley Cox it's just sickening to watch as this Colts offensive line is like a juggernaut somebody needs to give them a nickname because nobody's touching Phillip Rivers this year uh, so I don't know what to make of this game, guys. The Colts on the road again. They keep winning. They're taking on uh, the uh, the Browns, who are flying high. Look, I'll give Kevin Stefanski credit here. He's not putting the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands to make mistakes. He's only throwing the ball about 23 times a game, and they're running the hell out of the ball, and they're doing it well. The only thing this week is they're going to be without Nick Chubb. He's hurt. So who's the second back that's going to step up and get the carries in his place? I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to get 35 carries. So Stefanski's going to have to pull more reverses and trick plays out of his bag of tricks to make some some noise against this Colts defense. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to take either team. I want to take neither. Okay, just like in the presidential debates and candidates, I want both of these assholes not to win, and I want some obscure person in the middle to win because I can't believe these are the two best choices for president. Same in this game. I don't want to pick anybody. I hope it's a tie and they both lose. But, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Colts here, even though I hate it. Uh, I, I guess I hate the Browns worse, and I think, I think the better coach team is the Colts. I'll take the Colts. And I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm giving a point minus one. I'll take the coit, the Colts in Cleveland. 
I'll take the Colts as well here. Uh, that little Baker Mayfield, you know. Oh, wow, you're going opposite here. Surprising. Let's go. Yeah, so I'll tell you, I just think Baker Mayfield is too turnover prone, and he's never played well against a good defense in his entire career. If there is, please let me know. But every time he's faced a good defense, he's looked really bad. To, uh DeForest Buckner, I think his name or whatever. Uh, I think he's going to dominate here. I think there's going to be a, two turnovers for the Browns. That's enough for minus one. I mean, you're not asking for much at all, just to win, basically. Yeah, uh, so I'm right with you guys. I think Colts, I think it's going to be a tough game. It's going to go either way. Um, I think Old Man Rivers finally gets shut down. Browns are have so much momentum right now. Um, Browns are being coached just as well as Adam Gase and his coaching staff over there, the greatest coaching staff of all time. Just kidding. But, um, no, yeah, no, I, I, I think Browns, I think OBJ is going to have a big game. So let's see let's see what happens. This is going to be – this is the game between me and Spence. This is going to be make it or break it. All right, so, Corey, just to be clear, at the very beginning you said you're with the Colts with us, but in the end you said Browns. No, I, so. I think Colts are, have been playing really well, and I think this game's going to go either way. Um but I think Browns have the momentum right now. They've been playing really well. So I got Browns for sure. All right. So uh, me and Spence are with the Colts. Corey's on the Browns. Ben, you're not making any uh, grand revealing statement here with the Colts winning the AFC South. The freaking <laughs> Texans are 0-4. The Jaguars are probably going to win two games all year. So who else would you like to step up and win the division? The Titans? Titans might not finish the season because their idiot roster and coaching staff can't wear a mask and can't social distance. So it's going to be by default that the Colts win the AFC, AFC South. Yes, I know you say it every week, but who who are they going against? They don't even have the next best team in their division. They're not going to be even finish the season. And the other two teams have one win combined. Okay. So you may have to lay $800 to win a hundred. So go ahead and go to the book and make your big prognostication on the Colts. The point is the Colts may win the division, but they'll be bounced out of the playoffs in game one because your homeboy, Phillip Rivers, like I said, he can't move. Okay, me and you both have <laughs> fractured feet, and we can move faster on one foot in the pocket than he can with two feet. He talks a lot of shit every week, but he's got two receivers out, and once these dumbass defensive coordinators decide to cover that damn tight end, then you'll actually see the Colts that I've been seeing for three weeks. But apparently, all these idiot defensive coordinators can't figure out the marvelous, magicianal Phillip Rivers, and he goes and wins every effing week, and I don't know how. Their two top receivers are out. All you've got to do is cover that damn tight end and stop the run, and magically you'll shut down the stupid freaking Colts. How they win every week is an absolute abomination to every defensive coordinator in the entire NFL. It's ridiculous. My, I have no. It's, it has nothing to do with my heart. It's fact. Philip Rivers can't move. Did you see some of the throws he made last week? They were awful but they still found a way to go and kick field goals to beat the Bears. So I just don't know. That's why the NFL is so screwed up because eventually the Colts will come down to earth, but apparently it's not going to be any time in the next six weeks. Once they play a defense that actually wakes up and figures out how to play them, uh, you'll see exactly what I've been seeing. Why don't you pull up Phillip Rivers' stats the last five weeks? If you, Corey, you're a fantasy genius. What has he done in fantasy? He averages one touchdown a week and 200 yards. Am yeah. I right? Absolutely. Okay, so, I mean, this is just fact. This is not my heart or my opinion. 
Okay. I don't know. The, the Colts are absolutely 100% winning with smoke and mirrors. Xavier Rhodes is going to get exposed at some point in this season. And, and the Colts will come back down to earth. And maybe not this week, but I can promise you, even if it kills me, I will be going against them every single week the next six weeks. Against Jacksonville, against the 0-6 Texans, it doesn't matter. Somebody will eventually play this team the way they should be played, and they will come back down to earth from their, I believe they're 4-1 right now. Congratulations to uh, to the Colts uh, and their record, but it will not last. I can't see this here, Spence, but but tell, yeah, me, no, tell me the stats here. Uh, it looks like he has four touchdowns on the season, three interceptions. He, uh, he has one passing touchdown for each week so far. He had two picks against the Jaguars and the, the one against Minnesota. But since then, How he's many been yards? clean. Uh, 984 yards so far. Uh, 984 yards in four games. Uh, that average is probably about 231 a game. Congratulations, Philip Rivers. <laughs> I, I mean, I believe that you would start uh, Brett Rippon over him in fantasy. Name a quarterback that you wouldn't start over Philip Rivers. Uh, go ahead, name me two, I dare you, in fantasy. Uh, Sam yeah. Arnold, well, that would be one for sure. Well, not after that 67-yard run Ripken, that he had last week. Uh, for, for the Broncos, wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. You know, what, you know what the odds of Phillip Rivers having a 67-yard quarterback sneak run for a touchdown? <laughs> you want to know what those odds are? Yeah, but he can make a passing touchdown. With you want to know what those odds are, Spence? <laughs> they won't even book it. It's, it's probably like 9,000 to 1. Okay, the closest he would get is if you remember probably nine years ago, Peyton Manning had the bootleg, the naked bootleg, where he ran about two yards untouched. Now, maybe the Colts could figure that out because nobody on earth would ever expect that play to be called. But, uh, no, I I disagree. You're not going to start Phillip Rivers over Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold just ran a freaking 60-yard quarterback touchdown last week. Yeah, he just trucked the hell out of some dude. That's like 15 fantasy points on one play. (laughs) He got more fantasy points on one play than Phillip Rivers have had the entire the year combined. Yeah, it's mean, fact. I, I predict that Phillip Rivers will have a rushing touchdown this week. No, I think I think he'll have a quick like two two yard sneak on the goal line. Like Ben will go to his grave uh, fighting for Phillip Rivers, and uh, I'm just making a point, man. I know this isn't about fantasy, but I'm telling you, Phillip Rivers is zero percent of the reason that the Colts are off to a 4-1 start. I don't even know what the F the reason is. It's, it's smoke and mirrors is all I can say. So, look, we'll move on. We've got a couple – we've got two more games left, guys. Uh, the Bengals are traveling to Baltimore to take on your Ravens, Corey. Uh, big line for the Ravens, 11-and-a-half, another divisional matchup. Uh, what do you think here? Joe Burrow, we, we know the Bengals' defense can't stop a nosebleed, uh, but Joe Burrow is playing great. Is it 11 and a half too much for uh, for the Ravens this week? Yeah, I actually like – I'm starting to like Joe Burrow. I think um, I think that 11 and a half is a lot. So – and uh, but I can't go against the Ravens. So if this one's the one that kills me, at least I go down with uh, my team. So, yeah, I'm going Ravens. Spence? I hold no loyalty to my team. I think I've bet against them every week, and I've been yeah, right most your, of the time. Your team's awful. It's true. It's very true. It's awful watching them play football. Uh, with that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Ravens here. Uh, this team's a little too young, a little too indisciplined, and I think Baltimore really hit a new a new gear when they got embarrassed by the Chiefs. I think that really bothered them, and we saw it last week. And I think they'll continue that trend against lesser teams. 
Yeah, I, I would normally agree with you guys because uh, I, I like the Ravens and I like what they can do, and I'll, I'll probably regret this. Uh, but here's some facts here. Lamar Jackson hasn't practiced Wednesday and Thursday this week. They're saying an illness. Uh, but those are two of the most important practice days of the week. Um, I'm sure he'll play, but uh, I don't know, man. It's tough not to have your starting quarterback getting reps uh, during the week. And 11 and a half is a really big number. Um, and I really like Joe Burrow. Uh, Mixon was solid last week. I, I will regret this, I'm sure. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and lean with the Bengals, and I'll take the 11 and a half, guys. So it's two to two to one there. Uh, the believer could either have a great week this week, or he'll be down in the dumps at 500 hey, again. Hey, so big question. So what what happened to AJ Green? I just feel like I haven't even heard of him or heard his name or been dropping the just, ball. That's what he's been doing. I haven't watched any of his stuff. I mean, he's just. All I see on fantasy is three points, two points, three points. It's a future Raider right there, A.J. Green. <laughs> it's pretty interesting with A.J. Green because he missed all of last year with an ankle injury. That happened in the preseason, and they were only expecting him to miss a couple weeks. But once the Bengals got off to such a bad start, he pretty much called it a wrap uh, for the rest of the year. And I, th- I think the Bengals signed him to an extension uh, in the offseason. Wow. I know it wasn't an enormous one, but it was pretty big. So you make a good point there, Corey. Where the hell is A.J. Green? And uh, the the Bengals could really use him because Joe Burrow is the real deal. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he's had no no offseason, no preseason, and the guy is playing. Uh, he's playing a top ten football at the position. And and Justin Herbert for Ben's uh, Chargers is playing good. Also, he's given the nod by Anthony Lynn. But look, I, every week that I, that I go with the Bengals, or I think anybody goes with the Bengals against the spread, they're bet- betting strictly on Joe Burrow. Uh, and look, the guy was perfect last year with LSU and, and led them to one of the greatest seasons by by any player in college football history. Uh, so he stepped right in with that confidence, and uh, he he got hit hard last week, um, but kept kept them right in the game. And uh, I think he got his first win last week. Uh, and look, I think he'll keep this game close. So I'm going to go Bengals plus eleven and a half, guys. Uh, I think we got two more games to wrap up uh, week five. In Seattle, the Vikings travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Uh, The Vikings got their first win last week. Uh, It wasn't without a little sweat as they gave up some late points to the Texans. Then the Texans actually scored uh, what could have been uh, a touchdown with a two-point conversion that would have tied the game. But after review, the play uh, was called incomplete, and the Vikings won by eight. Again, they they get some explosive performances by Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson went for over 100 yards receiving. Adam Thielen joined him going over 100 yards receiving with a touchdown. Uh, but under Mike Zimmer, I don't know this exact record, but I believe with uh, Russell Wilson at quarterback, the Vikings are 0-5 against Seattle. Uh, they just have a really hard time against the Seahawks. They traveled there last year on Monday night. Both teams had a good record. The Vikings played tough, uh, but they ended up losing by a touchdown. I don't think there's any way they can stop Russell Wilson. I think the Seahawks score on every drive. Uh, Maybe they get stopped on one or two. Uh, But I definitely like the over in this game. Um, It's just tough. The the Vikings, their defense is depleted, guys. Look, Eric Kendricks, their all-pro linebacker, he missed two two days of practice this week. They've already lost Anthony Barr for the year. So they're down to their second, third, and practice squad linebackers. Uh, Danil Hunter, their all-pro defensive end, is still out. They've got four guys in the secondary starting as rookies. 
Uh, it's just really tough, man. How do they stop Russell Wilson? I mean, you, you're going to have to have Mike Zimmer just coach his ass off and have one of his best defensive performances coaching of the year. You're going to have to have the young quarterbacks in position every time. Somebody's going to have to make a play and, and turn the ball over. And then you're going to need the Vikings offense to be flawless. You're going to need Dalvin Cook uh, to, to really get six, seven yards of carry. Kirk Cousins is going to have to make the throws that he missed last week. He can't miss throws. The Vikings are going to have to go score for score, and they're going to have to win a shootout. Other, If that doesn't happen, uh, the Seahawks win easily. So that being said, I'll take the Seahawks minus seven. I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll take the Seahawks. Um, it's going to be a big offensive game. So you're going to see – yeah, take the over for sure. If there's any game to bet on this, is take the over on this. It's a high uh, over. 56, what? I believe. The over sits at 56, pretty high, but I don't see any way yeah, that it I mean, goes under. Be... The Vikings can't stop anyone, guys. That's just fact. Yeah. They cannot stop anyone. Uh and, and uh and in order for the Vikings to stay in this game, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to score with, with Seattle. Um I, I definitely don't think they have a chance if they get behind two scores early and they're gonna have to have cousins uh drop back 60 times. They're gonna have to establish the run. And Mike Zimmer wants to wants to control the clock as the, as their their first three losses of the season, they were dominated in time of possession. They know that they got to keep Russell Wilson off the field, but they're not gonna be able to stop him. I mean, they're just they're just much better uh offense to defense than the Vikings are. So we'll see what happens. Zimmer's gonna have to have his best coaching performance. Uh, of the year to, to even uh, stay within that number. Spence, do you like the Seahawks also with the seven? Yeah, I, I called the Vikings last week against a terrible Texans team, the worst top to bottom team in the league. But uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Seahawks here. I don't think the Vikings can uh, strike lightning twice, although uh, this is it's a much more difficult game than the Texans. The Texans are just bad and no one knows it yet. The Seahawks are really just that good. Yeah, they are. Look, Russell Wilson's the best player in the NFL for my money. I know it's it'll be a good argument with Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and I love those two guys. Those two guys are, are elite. We talked about it on Tuesday that the elite three at that position are Rodgers, Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes, and everybody else is looking up at those guys. Uh, so I don't think you're going to make a bad choice if you want to start um, your franchise with either of those three. Uh, but I really love Russell Wilson. I love his ability to extend plays with his legs, and I think he's uh, one of the best third-down quarterbacks there is. Um, so, uh, look, Seattle, Seattle to me is the front runner in the NFC to represent the conference in the Super Bowl. Guys, this, the uh, the week concludes on Monday night with Benny's Chargers, the LA Chargers traveling to Big Easy to take on the Saints. The Saints are a seven and a half point favorite in this game. They got a big win in comeback fashion against the Lions last week. Uh, Spence, start this one off. Chargers, a seven and a half point underdog against the Saints. I'll take the hook here. I, I like the Chargers, although this could be another one of those weeks where they just look terrible. But I think they're playing pretty consistent. I like I like what I see from them. I like Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, he he did kind of fall apart at the end of that Tampa Bay game. Uh, I just don't think the Saints are as big of dogs, you know, getting the ball on defense. So I'm not really too worried about turnovers or anything like that when it comes to the Chargers. And plus one of those turnovers at the end of the first half is a fluky handoff type of fumble. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers here. Corey? Yeah. Uh, man, I want to follow Spence bad, but I really need some different picks here, and I think this is going to be a close game as well, and definitely with that seven and a half, that's rough. Um, gosh, let's hope Michael Thomas comes back. And I'm, I'm going Saints. So I'm going to take – Let's see. Uh, I'll take that easy win. I appreciate yeah, it, Corey. If this, is the, if this is the one that kills me, hey, <laughs> you guys heard it here. I, that, that was the first one. 
that I'm a little iffy on, but yeah, I'll take Saints. I gotta, I gotta be different somewhere. I'm going Saints too. I just can't trust the Chargers traveling again in a prime time spot. Definitely don't trust the Chargers. I, I trust. Um, uh, God, man, why, why the hell is his name still be Sean? Whatever, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara. I'm gonna go Saints too, laying the big number. Uh, before we wrap up, guys, Corey, your your Lakers have a chance to close it out tomorrow against the Heat, man. You got to be pretty excited about that. Three to one. Uh, LeBron hasn't played his best, but they're in prime position to finish it off tomorrow. Wait, 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 wait. LeBron hasn't played his best. Well, not in the last two games. He's almost averaging a triple double. Hmm. Second half. Of- second half. He's been a lot more effective. They've taken him out of certain halves of this uh, series for sure. Um, AD didn't show up game three, and so that's where LeBron. And once they get this gentleman sweep over with tomorrow it'll be uh lebron will have his another finals mvp everyone stop talking about mj being the goat he sucks and we'll talk about lebron moving forward so that's it all right yeah, Corey. Hey, real, real quick question though spence has been talking about bam How, how's bam been doing oh well, he's hurt what do you want from me <laughs> But he can't. Well, so, First of all, let me also reference and say that I did. I was not like, oh, he's the greatest player of all time. I said he would be. First of all, they haven't even matched him up defensively against Anthony Davis, like I said they should. There's a lot of that is a quick question to throw at me. It is a very multi layered question. Okay, it's very yeah, you're right, you're right. Definitely with time <laughs> running out, but I, I'm just I'm going to say so. The Lakers switched up their defense because yes. they decided to stop bringing out um, Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee because they're like, oh hey, let's just run the small ball with. Bam being their center, who's like 6'2 at this point. He looks so small in there against Anthony Davis. So, um, yeah, I mean, Bam can't do anything against AD. It was just – I mean, that's why they that's why they put him on uh, whoever it was. They put him on like Morris. They didn't even put him on anybody special, Kuzma. So, they haven't even been playing him. So. Well, look, Corey, congrats on, uh, on the championship this week. We'll see if you can repeat that performance here in week five. We'll check back on Tuesday, and we'll see how we all did. Have a great weekend, my man. And uh, we'll be back on Tuesday to check those uh, scores. I'll guys, yeah, I'll see you guys next Thursday for sure. All right. I want to thank uh, Corey Fulton, the champ. I want to thank Spencer the Wiz, everybody in the chat tonight. Thanks for uh, checking in, guys. Have a great week, and we'll be back on Tuesday. And if you missed any part of the show, make sure you go – to the podcast platforms on iTunes, on Audio Boom, search Landry Football Conference Call. And then, of course, the rest stop is underneath there. We appreciate your downloads and your likes on there. And, of course, download the Twitch app and go to www.twitch.tv slash Football, and the rest stop will be underneath there. If you guys download that app and subscribe to Landry Football Conference Call, be much appreciated. Everybody, win a bunch of money this weekend. Enjoy the football weekend. Enjoy the NBA Finals tomorrow. And, of course, baseball in full effect. For Spencer the Wiz, I'm Brad the Believer. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here live 9 o'clock on Tuesday. This is the rest stop, and I'm Brad the Believer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.